If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Sometimes a world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows, all you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Are you ready to slay? So are we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jessica, I just had a exciting daydream of me playing guitar uh, <laughs> And finding the person of my dreams to make out with. But wait, I just saved them from a vampire. Wow. Very yeah. impressive. Um, yeah. And you just woke me up from my daydream. So now I'm mad at you. <laughs> sorry. How dare sorry. you? I had to wake you up to talk about this super serious episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's, I mean, it's very serious. Mm -hmm. This is kind of a really good um it's like a, it's a good lesson to learn to like never go back to your teacher's house, which I think is a lesson that we learned like a billion years ago. Listen, we've been here. We've done. We, oh wait, we've been there. We've done that with Pacey and Tammy and Dawson's Creek. But I guess the '90s love a teacher-student relationship. Yeah. Um. And of course, we're not alone. We're going to be having many guests this season. Now that Sarah and I are, we're we've ramped up. For the first three episodes, just the two of us, we're ready to bring in some guests. Uh, and honestly, I'm pretty excited for our first guest because in a lot of ways, this episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer remind me of the early days of Doctor Who. And who better than who better than to talk about Doctor Who than Melissa? Melissa, how are you? Good. I'm just here in my monogrammed lab coat. Uh, ready. Yeah. To I, I'm so happy you explained why, because I thought you were just going to say, I'm so happy Melissa was here to talk this episode. I just be, have, have to be like, there's so much about this episode that I don't want to associate it with me in any way. So strongly. <laughs> yeah. Are you high on bugs, Melissa? 
I mean, bugs are cool. I had to do a biology 11 project where you had to like collect bugs throughout the year and Ooh. then display them on like a board and everything. And so, like, oh no, all, you like, had to kill them? Well, so you put them in little baggies and then you put them in the freezer. So it's like apparently the most humane way to do it because they just kind of go to sleep. Um, That's so sad. <laughs> it's not great. And I, definitely like when you're finding bugs in bags for like months after the oh, school no. year is over <laughs> and that you, you know, you didn't like thoroughly go through the deep <laughs> freeze. Um, oh, yeah. God. So I, I did do that project, but I, I'm not like. I don't know. I'm not. I, bugs are cool. Like I'm definitely not. Like I agree. I'm a pro bug Very person. Important, like part of the environment and the ecology. Yes. If I've got like a spider chilling in a corner of my apartment, they just get to live there because they eat other bugs and they're like a good buddy. But there's too many silverfish in my apartment for my liking because I, I live in Vancouver. Silverfish. No, yeah. in my opinion, once a bug has a certain number of legs. We're in the no-fly zone. Like I'll <laughs> allow a certain number of legs, but once we get beyond that number, you're dying. And that's that. The, it's like not a bad, bad cutoff, actually. Because, yeah, like the bugs that creep me out the most do tend to have like more than eight. It's like sort I'm of I'm telling cutoff, you. Yes. it's. I don't know how many legs a daddy long legs have, but they've been banned eight. for I think life. it's all spiders have eight. Okay. Well, daddy long legs are officially banned for my household. I'm okay with most spiders, but daddy long legs, the fact that you could rip off a leg and it just goes on twitching is like just so disturbing to me that I, I can't be anywhere near them. They're okay, creepy. so less than eight, maybe, maybe, maybe this number. But thing I'm okay is not with other exactly spiders. Other spiders okay. are okay. It's just that specific. Maybe, maybe one. it's but a anyway. length, cumulative length thing. It's like <laughs> it's, it's good if, if you put if you put all the legs next to each other, how long does it stretch? Sheer <laughs> length or number? Sarah would like this conversation to end very much. I'm sure. Sarah, we're going to be talking about praying mantises a lot this um. podcast. Well, I think like the bug that I have my most, my biggest ops with are ants. Um, I've talked about my fear of ants before. I really hate ants and I especially hate swarms of ants. Swarms of anything, really. Like I really don't like swarms. So at first I thought this was like an ant thing. And mm. I, I guess it's it's not. Um but anyway, I, I, I'm glad that we're all very passionate about bugs. But Melissa, I want to know what your, um, what your history with bugs in general are now, uh, with your history <laughs> with Buffy, uh, with Buffy, please tell us, like, are you a, um, OG Buffy fan? Are you like a rewatcher? Like, please tell me. So I feel like. I might surprise a few people with this fact that I am watching Buffy for the first time along with all of you. I have watched now Ooh. exactly four episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer plus the uh, musical episode that will come in some future season because I randomly watched that one and no others. Um, wow. And like I'm a huge Firefly person. Like I've I've done other uh other franchises by the same shitty creator who unfortunately yeah. does stuff that I enjoy um absolutely and then like yeah I, I I've had multiple people be like you seem like someone that would be really into Buffy and I think that's meant to be a compliment and it was just one of those where I I don't know how I missed it but I always knew it was happening and it just like Again, it was like a time, you know, we didn't have, if you weren't watching things live, you often miss them, right? Or if you weren't like setting yeah. the VCR 
to record it, you just missed it. And so somehow I just missed this and it just wasn't part of my, um, it wasn't part of my 90s, but it absolutely should have been. Like this is absolutely up my alley. So I'm excited to be finally watching it. I tried to start a watch of this I would say last year, just sort of randomly, we, it was being talked about um, amongst our mutual friends. And I was like, yeah, I should finally watch Buffy. And again, I think I got two, maybe three episodes in and then I um, fell off of it just because I got distracted with other things. So I'm very excited for the like motivation of your podcast to keep up with finally watching it for the first time. That's so exciting. So what's your like main takeaway? Like, who are you vibing with? Um, what is some of your favorite elements in the last four episodes? I'm dying to know. Yeah, I think, um, I, I wrote a note during this episode that I love Buffy's snark and Giles's melodrama. They're, they're like two dynamic is very <laughs> funny. Yeah. Um, cause they're just both more extra than I expected them to be in this episode. Um, Willow seems super sweet and I'm so excited to get to know her better. Um, I am right with y'all. Xander can get in the bin, especially this episode. <laughs> he is not, uh, he's so annoying. Um, and I'm intrigued. I, I sort of, again, like I know you've, you've said names in of like things, you know, I am also aware that there is a spike coming and I'm like, I, I think I remember like enough from what I, you know, just consuming stuff that I feel like I'm going to be intrigued by that type of character. So that's like mm. the only thing forward thinking that I'm excited about. But yeah, generally I'm enjoying the um, just episode, like the style of it, the different, you know, it's very kind of Doctor Who, as you said, Jess, like the camp yeah, of it, the different mm -hmm. monster each episode that we're dealing with, with some overarching storylines it's usually like a, a style of show that i really enjoy and then the 90s-ness of it all like this band near the start of this episode i was like oh, oh my gosh, gosh yes yeah. very very 90s yeah the the camp is something that i'm i'm enjoying and this is very like monster of the week formula now for like two mm. episodes in a row i feel like and in fact this episode i know it came out after but there is an episode of smallville that is so supremely similar in that the baddie is like a substitute teacher who's a seductive woman like it's this yeah. was a very like plug and play sort of storyline i guess for most uh 90s or early aughts shows um We'll we'll talk about how it works. At the very least, Sarah, we're not getting a very long, uh, very long extended drawn out story of Xander and this sub, you know, having an affair. Uh, yeah, and that's definitely an improvement from various shows that we've watched in the past. But yeah, um, let's get into the episode because I feel like there's going to be. A lot of a lot of snarking on Xander in particular. Yeah, if you love Xander and you don't want to hear people talk badly about him, we'll just catch you on the next one, or maybe not because <laughs> I don't know that it's going to end anytime soon. Um, but he is just the biggest cheeseball boogerhead of all time, <laughs> and that's like the nicest possible thing I could say about him in this episode. <laughs> And it starts with his like this dream sequence where he's in a band and a vampire's attacking Buffy. And I literally had to pause my episode and be like, did I start in the middle of an episode when she was getting attacked? Because I was like, where did this come from? Oh, I, I like instantly was like, this is Xander's dream. I, I yeah. call this 
immediately. Until I saw him come down because, and be like, gotcha, babe. I like, yeah. I was like, oh, now, okay, now I get it. Yeah, now I was I like, Xander's happening. cool and Buffy is helpless and this is not the dynamic of this show. I'm not here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's also very interesting because like Buffy's wearing like more revealing clothes than she normally does. A, her a bright makeup, red lip. Yeah, her makeup is stronger. Exactly. Um, this is kind of like the meme where uh, girls are like, I wonder what he's thinking about. And you're worried that like they're like a man is questioning your relationship. In reality, he's just like thinking about like something like really dumb, like playing on the stage of and playing guitar. Mm-hmm. It's like men are just so like met men sometimes. And this is what he's, he, he wants. He's a teenage boy. He wants to get the girl. He wants to seem cool. He wants to play guitar and be on the band and have people praise him. And it was just such like a, like a 16 year old boy's daydream. Uh, but thankfully we snap out of it. We don't have to see Xander be the hero for long. And we are finding ourselves in science class. Now, I don't know what kind of science this is, maybe biology, but it's biology. they're focusing, they're focusing <laughs> on uh, the bug's life. Now, I just think that all you could do, all you should do is just play, uh, watch the movie the, A Bug's Life and uh, you're fine, right? Right, Melissa? That's how you learn about bugs. It's been a while since I've seen the movie, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was some accuracy to it. You definitely get kind of the vibe. Um, I do have to say, first of all, um, I was recently, this for some reason came up, I feel like it was on a Doctor Who podcast about um, drooling in your sleep. And I, I, I feel like I fully admitted to being a sleep drooler. Um, mm-hmm. And I may have given been given some grief uh, by Adam for drooling in my sleep. So I just... Is- uh, I, I will I will say like like Xander I too have been known to like occasionally you know sleep with my mouth open and drool a little bit was he talking shit like yeah talking yeah this about is, you this is, or about this is, me this is the pod no about me this is mm. the pod where I air all of my Adam grievances <laughs> okay yeah I mean I can totally take and assess those uh grievances of my partner I will uh definitely listen to them I'm surprised that like he hasn't out in me for being a pillow jeweler because in my heyday i definitely drooled on a pillow or two or all i don't know every pillow you've ever slept on yeah i mean pretty much there's little jewel marks but i i I don't fault xander for being a drooler sometimes sometimes you just gotta do a little drool (laughs) well the the bigger problem is that he's doing it in class right yeah and when the teacher comes over and like the teacher is like I thought he was going to pick on Xander because, you know, Xander's the one who's sleeping in class, but apparently he had his sight set on Buffy. And so he's like asking her questions from the homework last night. Oh, how do ants communicate? And gotta love Willow trying to mime out the answers to her. And I'm like, there's no way this teacher is not going to see Buffy's eyes, like completely not looking at him and looking beyond him to Willow, who's like <laughs> sniffing Xander. <laughs> I loved this. You know what? Solidarity. Willow has her girls back and we appreciate that. Willow's so good. I will say though, this was the point in the episode where I was like, this teacher gives me bad vibes. Like I had such a bad read of the situation, especially like later when he's going to talk to Buffy and he like shuts the classroom door. I was like, oh no, what is this show doing? I was so nervous about this guy. 
I thought he was, when he shut that door, literally the first thing that came to mind was he's like, well, obviously you don't have time for this because you're a slayer. Like, I thought he was going to be like in the know about who she was and that he mm. all, he was going to be some sort of baddie, especially because Sarah, I feel like the title of the episode, I was like very distrustful of the teacher because the title of the episode is teacher's pet. So I was like, right. oh, obviously this is the bad guy. Right. You would, you would think, but now he's just a respectable virgin biology teacher. That's yeah. it. <laughs> discuss the fact about that that he's a virgin because the 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 she mantis uh only attacks virgins it's very sad to me that he's i mean okay so first of all like there's a chance that she just attacked him just so that she could like get an in in the school in order to have access to virgin high school boys um so there that is an option but the other thing do you know what virginity is a construct and it's all made up and the 90s were way too obsessed with it and it was just like i'm so happy that we don't talk about virginity nearly as much as we did in the 90s because it was like a whole freaking thing and i'm (laughs) it was it's stupid it doesn't even make any sense yeah, it was like um like the American Pie movies was just like all virgin talk, the especially thing. the first one. Yeah, because like they wasn't like all four or five. They wanted the to all lose their virginity by um, like prom, prom or on prom yeah. night. Yeah. yeah. Uh Melissa, have you ever seen um the American Pie movies? I've seen the first one. I don't think I yeah. saw any of the other ones. Did yeah. you see Canadian Pie? Is that why you haven't watched <laughs> as a Canadian? <laughs> uh i mean how many are there canadians in that movie probably i just don't yeah probably yeah uh, oh uh, yeah obviously the dead i'm dumb uh eugene levy's in that movie yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. very canadian yeah the yeah. the canadian yeah. i once yeah. saw eugene levy riding a bicycle in new york city wow oh. did you stop him and say hi no he was on the go i can't stop um, him i'm sorry look at him riding a bike look at him go that's great yeah uh anyway so um yeah, we, I was concerned about like his special interest in Buffy because he called her afterwards and was like, I know you, you got suspended and lit your old school's gymnasium on fire. And then he was like, please just do the homework. And she's like, I don't want to do the homework. Uh, but why do you think that he took special interest in Buffy in this moment? I think that he knew that she was getting a lot of flack from other teachers given her history, but he recognized that she was intelligent and that if she applied herself, she could do well. And I think that like different teachers have different approaches to that sort of student, but I really appreciated his because you could tell by Buffy's reaction that it is very rare for some teacher to recognize that like, yes, she is very intelligent And maybe she doesn't always do her homework or always like pay the most attention, but she could really excel if she like put her mind to it. So I loved this little conversation, especially because I think it's, it puts more at stake for Buffy in the episode as to like wanting to like avenge his death. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a really good um, point, Jess, because I don't know if I was like making that connection throughout the episode. Cause I was just like, why does Buffy care about Mr. Gregory, Mm -hmm. which I, or and also, I don't trust people that have two la- first names. That's just rude. Mr. Gregory is his first name Gregory. Is his last name Gregory? I don't know. Uh, so Mr. Gregory turns off the lights and he's doing some like sciencey crap. I don't know. Looking at he's, slides. He's looking at slides. It's like the least sciencey thing I can think of. <laughs> he's just looking <laughs> at slides. He's not doing anything with them. Yeah, he's doing advanced science work. And he's just minding his own business. And then out of nowhere, we see this like 
giant like black arm thing come and grab him and i was like oh no uh i thought it was the giant ant because they were talking about ants and as you know i hate ants yeah i also thought it was going to be a giant ant and at first i thought he was going to be like (gasps) the monster yes and then it was like I thought he was being transformed into a monster or something yes yeah and then it was like oh now yeah he's oh he's got attacked by an ant and then it wasn't even an ant so yeah I'm right there with you where I was like wrong on so many levels at the start of this episode everything that I thought was happening was not happening I was freaked out I was like this is my worst nightmare I was like if this whole episode is about like an ant colony and then eventually I saw like Miss French and I was like fuck if she's like the queen and then i'm Mm -hmm. done like i am cooked because like i said there's i have i'm okay with spiders i'm okay with like so many bugs but i hate ants and if there was like a million ants in this episode i would just get the ick but uh thankfully it was just just the praying mantis yeah but it was and this is the why i think it's so funny and this is where like the cheese begins right is like the giant like arm just like (laughs) it was so obvious to me that they were trying to not show the whole thing because it would look like someone in a costume (laughs) you know what i mean yeah um but yeah and then we get the scene that melissa was referring to earlier where there's just like this live band at the bronze which is very much like seems like we're gonna be here a lot this is like the teen hangout spot that obviously does not serve alcohol even though it very much looks like it serves alcohol um and xander comes in and this is the this we're okay we're like three minutes into this episode and i was like already i'm like xander you're such a booger like you're just the worst he walks in and there's these like two guys like bro jock bros like hanging out talk this this, what is his name blaine of course his name is blaine (laughs) blaine such a name he's like and it's uh i think it's with a y too like ugh, blaine he's like yeah oh yeah her sister's on from college and she i'm gonna get some i'm like what college girl wants to sleep with you high school boy get out of here i can't no high school girl i don't think here's 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 a you know the coldest of all takes Boys in high school suck. Uh, I'm afraid of them. Like, I'm serious. I don't know if this is, like, old. Um, Okay, I just said I'm not afraid of a lot by ants, but I'm also afraid of high school boys because I don't know if this is, like, a old reaction from my childhood. But, like, when I see a group of high school boys, I am just terrified they're going to make fun of me. And I'm just, like, I'm just – I can just Sarah. be living – I'm a 34. Okay. I think you woman. can handle if yourself of, against a bunch of high school boys. If a truly. bunch of if a bunch of high schoolers of any gender make fun of you, Sarah, you laugh and you say, "I'm in my 30s, bitch. I don't care what you have to say." Like I think I care. I think that's the problem, Sarah. They're children. Why do you care? I don't know. Yeah, because I'm terrified. I need to you work this out in therapy. Never hope to be. Because yeah, the they thing is, is they're all just losers. You yeah, like these ride, two- You can yeah. vote. You can buy alcohol. You could like you know rent a car. You can go do yeah. anything you like, and they have a bedtime. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, bedtime. Yeah, I was. I'm. So, I used to live next to a teenage boy um, when I lived in New Jersey. And, like, he would do such weird things. Like, he used to, like, lay down on our front lawn. 
and like watch TikTok. And like my ex was like, I'm going to go like yell at him and tell him to like get off our lawn. I was like, please don't because he's going to egg our house. And I was just like terrified. So I let him like ride bikes on our lawn and like watch TikTok. And like, I don't know. He like, I don't know why, but he always used to want to play on our lawn and not his own. Just a badass thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. But Xander, in my opinion, is even dumber because he inserts himself into this stupid conversation. And then, of course, they're like, oh, Xander, have, how many times have you scored? And Xander's like, are we checking a day or the whole week? And I just, I lost all respect for him instantly, you know, because I'm just like, stop it, stop it. And of course, he has to, Willow and and, uh, and Buffy serve as like his his little chicks that he could just walk up to and pretend that he's with. And I was just disgusted with him immediately. Not a single high school boy is getting it as much as they say they do, unless they say it's none. (laughs) Like This is a thing from American Pie, I'm pretty sure. They say you have to take that number and, like, divide it by three and minus one or something like that. And that's the real number. But then, girls, you have to, like, add five. Exactly. That's because slut shaming is a thing, people. That's Mm. why. Even though Mm. we shouldn't be doing that. We should just say, if you're having sex, good for you. As long as it's consensual. And not... You know, and a teacher and a student. And, and not that. Protection. Yeah. All yeah. That. Oh as, as long as, you know, it's that. legal and everything. Uh, but yeah. And so they're like, they play along with him. And he's like, Blaine had the nerve to question my manliness. Oh, oh my God. I hate him so much. I hate him so much. Yeah. I mean, like, and- he's acting like a, a high school boy, like, essentially. Like, he is a high school boy. He's acting like a high school boy. And it's, like, uh, very infuriating because we just want him to, like, be a good friend and be normal. I don't know. Yeah. This is the crux of it. Yeah. Is the the friend piece. Because it drives me up the wall, the whole, like, I'm going to be friends with her in order to sleep with her oh. thing is, like – deeply frustrating and misogynistic and like it's just a thing that like unfortunately is all too common and it feels super super shitty to be on the other side of that to be like oh you didn't actually want to be my friend you don't actually like me you just want to sleep with me like that's not a fun feeling and it's one of those where like sure like people have crushes and that is like a part of it but it's always this like it to me there's a difference between like a crush, which I think is like, I think Xander does legitimately like Buffy, but the obsession with trying to sleep with her is like so much more. Like, do you even know anything about her other than the fact That's the that thing. like she's attractive? He just met her and yet he seems to be obsessed with her. And like, again, to your point, Melissa, if he was just like, he really does want to be friends with her. And he also has this crush. That's one thing. But like yeah. when he gets on her case later about Angel, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. You don't own her. Stop it. Yeah. Um, but speaking of, Angel shows up, and of course, Buffy goes over. Thank goodness. I missed him last episode. I know he was gone, but he's here, he's in and he's out just as cryptically as he always is. He comes in, he says, Oh, you look cold, hands over his leather, his sexy leather jacket, which of course he's just <laughs> wearing a tank top underneath. Show I love it. Butt. What a gentleman. I mean, but seriously. Was she even cold? This is this whole scene. Yeah, he I just said you're cold. What's happening? Yeah. I he didn't, didn't even ask. Up. Gives her his jacket and she's like, Oh no, I'm fine. And he's like, No, wear it. Like it's just it no Melissa, very- you know why he does this? Because he doesn't, he's cryptic, right? He he can't no no no. The reason he does it is because he wants her to ask about his his arm, which is all like dinged up from the fork. 
or whatever. And he can't say it. He has to just wait for her to ask because he's the cryptic mysterious man, you know? You do not think that it has like some sort of tracker device. Like I am going (laughs) to put this like jacket on her and now I can like sniff her out. I mean, she does wear it like the whole rest of the episode. I think this is just her jacket now. I think that she's always going to wear it. Yeah, because it's like, I mean, if you meet a boy or a person Mm -hmm. and you like them and they give you their jacket, it's like, like smells like them. This is as old as like before the 50s, like the Letterman Letterman jacket thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or I have another theory. Maybe this jacket has like a special shield protection spell on it and if she wears it because he's her guardian angel then she is like more protected how about that i did it i'm done with that certainly a possibility yeah yeah i I definitely stole a sweater recently and brought it back with me across an ocean because i was like this is (laughs) exactly and i'm going to wear it um this is mine and you know yeah, it was just very much a, well, that's, yep, this is fine. Um, I, yeah, honestly, this whole, everything with Angel this episode confused me so much. I didn't understand anything of what he was saying. Yes. The other thing, I was like super surprised to see him so early in the series because I, like similar to you all, I just knew like there's a dude named Angel and he has a spinoff show. I knew nothing else about him, but I expected him for some reason to come later. Like I didn't think we got him right away. And then there he is in like the very first episode. So, yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting to me that like, he always comes in. He's always so cryptic. He was especially cryptic in this episode where he just like, he won't even tell Buffy what to look out for. She calls the guy fork guy. And so now she's walking around town looking for some guy with forks for hands. And it's like, <laughs> you know what, Angel? You're actually being less helpful. You know, like if you could just give her a little bit more detail, you're still going to look just as mysterious. She's still going to be super into you. Give her a little more something to work with, please. Do you think that he's being cryptic for cryptic sake? Or do you think that there's like some regulations? Like he can't like she has to like fulfill her regulation office yeah like oh my god (laughs) yes like maybe there is like a regulation office about like oh like you can do this you can't do that as a guardian angel like maybe like she the thing is is like maybe she needs to fulfill her own destiny she is a product of a prophecy isn't she and she he can only help her so much you know like she has to like become the ultimate slayer on her own I think he just likes to be the dark and mysterious guy. I think he's like, chicks dig this, and this is what I shall do. But I like your theory. I do I do like it. I think there's something more. Like I think that he's like not allowed. He's not able to give her all the answers. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why he gives her the jacket. He's like, I can't tell her about the the scar on my arm, but she can see it and ask about it. Yeah, mm. yeah, there's definitely something. So now mm. we're looking out for like spoon fingers and we, do, but we die. don't. <laughs> Who cares? Spoons would not be dangerous. <laughs> I've seen a couple of dangerous spoons in my day. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 
And then, uh, so, and then, like you all were saying earlier, we got like Xander talking to Willow in the back, like talk, like, talking shit, right? Ugh. Being like, yeah. oh, look at that dumb guy, Angel. I didn't know he was going to be a hot guy. What kind of name is Angel anyway? I think Angel is very, uh, a very popular name in some cultures. So, what do you know, Xander? Yeah, your name is Xander. Unco- well, his full name is Alexander. I know. Why can't you be Alex? Alex. Exactly. Why can't he be Alex? Like every other normal kid. Cool. I guarantee you, he was called Alexander up until like middle school, and then every one day randomly, he was like, "I'm Xander now." Mm-hmm. I just know it. I just know he's that guy. Not that yeah. you, you should be able to pick your own name, but still. Uh, so yeah, so Buffy is telling Giles about this whole thing about Fork Guy and Angel and all of that. Um, and he's like, okay, let me let me see what I can find out. And I also love Giles has some really. This might have been the episode where I was like very team Giles. Like I've, yeah. I'm a full Giles convert because the first thing he does is complain about the weather in California and say, ugh, every day here is the same. <laughs> and I just I loved that so much because I too am someone who's not a huge fan of like sunny weather every single day. Uh, so I appreciated that from Giles. He he has a little bit of a differing opinion on California. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't handle it in California, but that's because I'm from the Pacific Northwest and I get cranky mm-hmm. if it is like anything more than a very limited range of temperature. I was going to say 10 to 20 Celsius, but you don't know what that means. But you I know, don't understand. Cool to slightly warmer. <laughs> Wait, isn't it? Okay, don't you, do you, inc- you um add 50 so is it 50 to 70? No. There's You're some like stupid conversion where you like multiply and then also add. And yeah, so I can it's never a, remember it's it. It's very and complicated I conversion. refuse to yeah. learn it because you're the ones using the Yeah, we have the system, dumb system. But... Um, So this is when Xander comes out and he's just like, oh, there's uh oh, Mr. Gregory, he's out today, but I wasn't really paying attention because you know there were cheerleaders modeling their short skirts. Well, that's really gross, but also like he knows that shit's going down in town. So like when he hears like, oh, he went missing, like why would that not be a like cause for concern? Because he's Xander and he does not care. He cares about the cheerleaders in the short skirts. Yeah, this is the other thing is he's like so he's so annoyed at Buffy for talking to Angel. Yet he's looking at literally every pair of legs that walks by him. I'm just like so over it. Yeah. Yeah. So talking about um, a pair of legs. Now we get Xander staring at a woman from the distance. And we soon learn that this is Natalie French or Miss French. The a substitute teacher and all these boys are like fawning over her because she's young she's pretty uh she's young she's pretty young and pretty is essentially why can i make a potentially bad statement is she that pretty like she's pretty but she looks kind of mommish 90s hot like i don't think it's this the hair, hair is really good for it's, her yeah it's the hair it's like the bangs i think that i mean they could have she's wearing like shoulder pads like they certainly could have made it so that she was a bit like because he is fawning oh he is drooling over he's doing the like dog the cartoon dog when its tongue rolls out its yeah. mouth it's like oh like i mean 
she she's she looks like a mom well they're used to mr gregory and then did you see the real mrs french like they aren't used to like young teachers so i don't know she does have a beautiful body i mean she's she is she is she's just uh pretty so uh yeah so all the boys blaine and xander included are like drooling over her just like melissa at bed time (laughs) uh drooling over her and uh she they offer help to get to the biology course and buffy is like very concerned about like mr gregory being missing like as you should be well especially so, hearing about fork guy like yeah she's afraid death. about fork guy she's she's not even thinking that there could be some bug lady on the horizon no no no, no. but um we 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 see we can get class with a uh, natalie french this yeah, and I also am like, fun. where was the janitor when Mr. Gregory's glasses are just hanging out in the middle of the floor, like, all night, all morning, no one said anything? I don't know. This just cause for concern. This man probably cannot see without these glasses, and they're, like, there's a big old shatter in one of the lenses, and no one's concerned that he's missing? Well, okay, a few things, a few things. Number one, like, they could be anybody's glasses. Like, how do we know, like, the janitor is not going to know. specific glasses. They're black glasses, Jessica. It's not like they're like glasses with purple and stars on them. Like, why would the janitor know? Also, what? Like, there's people that have like 20 pairs of glasses. Like, this could have been like the extra pair of glasses. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if like if I found somebody's glasses on the floor, I would automatically think like, yes, their head is bitten off and they're in the school freezer. Listen, I'm just saying it's cause for concern. I think they were pretty, like, I mean, I don't know that a ton of teachers are wearing, like, very thick black frame glasses, especially when they're in his room and people know him and he wears the glasses. But I I would have been concerned. No one else seems to be. But this lady, Natalie, she has, she is so bold, Melissa, She's just like putting it all out there. She's like, oh, I heard you were talking about bugs. Let's talk about the praying mantis. (laughs) She's like, these high schoolers are too stupid to figure anything out. So I'm just going to spell out my whole evil plan for them right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I still thought that she was an ant at this point. I'll be honest. Actually, so did I. In my notes, I said this woman is the ant, right? Really? I'm right there with you. Well, I I feel like the arm that we saw that grabbed uh, uh, Mr. Gregory was like green. So I don't know that. I'm pretty sure when she said praying mantis, I was immediately like, oh, yeah, she's going to eat some people's heads for sure. She was a green ant, a green ant. I was like, this green ant. Yeah. I was like, she is the queen ant. Like, she is the one that all the ants bring their little feud to the queen of the colony or whatever so she is like hi everybody i just got here today but i'm also running the science fair so let's make egg sacks together out of paper mache who wants to volunteer and all the horny little boys raise their hand uh blaine gets it first egg sacks like how horny do you have to be for that to be like (laughs) yeah let's hang out outside of school time to make egg sacks Egg sacks of paper mache. Grown adult woman. Yeah. Now, what like, is the paper mache method 
to make egg sacs? Like, is it, are we doing like around a balloon? balloon I think the yeah. balloon. Yeah. Pop the balloon. You pull the balloon Pop, out. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Think so. We, we all did uh paper mache in elementary school. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. the thing is, if Xander was just a little bit of a horn dog from his French and got seduced, and I will say, like, obviously it's her fault. There's a power dynamic at play yeah. here and all of, and on and on and on, right? All of that would not be Xander's fault and would be like, okay, poor Xander. He is a victim. He still is a victim in this episode. However, when in the lunch line, he has the audacity to say to Buffy and Willow, like, oh, Maybe you two are just a little young to understand what an older woman would see in a younger man. I was like, get the fuck out of here, Xander. You are disgusting. And like, really? You really think that like that is like, you really? I, I can't, I'm like lost for words because I was uh, so irritated with him. Get him, point. Jessica. Get I him. can't. Yeah. Like, stop it. Stop being like, oh, look at this. this like, um, like, look her. She wants this hot piece of ass. Like, Xander stop it get over yourself i can't yeah but buffy's got the good retort of i missed the first part of it but basically uh the two desperate to notice the surgical improvements is what i wrote down <laughs> yes i loved that um we'll get to that a little bit later when uh, giles whenever giles talks about miss french i full-on died every time because he has the best lines about her yeah. um did y'all yeah, have lunches is, uh yeah. yeah yeah i never ate it but we had it yeah, we had like the I cafeteria, wasn't, I wasn't a... but I didn't like. Yeah, I didn't eat it. Like I, we never had it where like, yeah, it was like a regular thing. It was we really? had it that like if you brought your own money, you could like buy stuff from the cafeteria. But I, yeah, 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 yeah. Never. But it was never. Oh like yeah, a we had to pay for school lunch, but they had it daily. I think it was like, if I'm not mistaken, it's probably a statewide thing. But like, it's mandatory because if kids don't have like food at home or something, you mm -hmm. need to be able to like feed them during the day. Yeah, uh, like we definitely we had programs had for people who didn't have food at home, right? Like we had, like I remember there was like a breakfast program at my school. Yeah, um, same with ours. Who, like didn't get breakfast in the morning, but it wasn't like, um, yeah, it, it like the rest of us like I just brought lunch from home every day. Yeah, mm -hmm. sometimes I would get like ten bucks from my family. That was a big win. And my favorite thing was to get the Caesar salad wrap, where they spelt Caesar wrong every time. That's funny. <laughs> How did yeah. they spell it? C E A S E R or something like that, but like okay. A is supposed to go before E. Yeah. So yeah. What but do we think of Cordelia's medically prescribed lunch? So what is she like on Atkins at like fifteen years old? I mean, like, it was it was the nineties, so I yeah. think so. Yeah, slim fast, like uh... yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was gonna <sighs> yeah. say it's probably a bit too early for Atkins, but it yeah, similar deal. Yeah, yeah, but unfortunately, uh, she doesn't find her uh, find her medically prescribed lunch. She finds the headless body of Mr. Gregory in the cooler. <laughs> yeah, there was no head. It was just like a uh, a whole like mannequin stuffed in there. And yeah, <laughs> that was a little cheese. I was like, I wish like it did because there's like no blood, no gore. It was just like a mannequin body stuffed in a. A thing and Buffy's in like in her depression. She, this is where I was like, why is Buffy so sad? Like, Buffy just, it's not like she, this was her teacher for like 500 years, but I do like what you said earlier, Jess, about like, oh, this teacher is like one of the only ones that didn't think that she was like a troubled youth. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's why I thought that it was like, again, maybe, I mean, I don't know, maybe crying is a bit much, but also like she's just feeling her emotions and like she, 
she really is upset that and I also think a lot of it too is like there's probably a little bit of guilt of like oh I should have stopped whomever did this to him like I'm the slayer right I think she puts a lot of that on herself because she still thinks it's the fork guy she probably yeah she probably still thinks it was the fork guy who did it and so she feels a little bit guilty about the fact that she didn't you know she didn't save him um but uh but yeah and it's (laughs) Sander is the one who brings up the fact of like so where's his head (laughs) Where, where did they put his head where is his head? She eats the head. She eats the heads, yeah. And Ew. then lays eggs in it. Is that the order of operations? Here? Ew, no. lays eggs in the uh, head. I think it's I think it's has sex with them, lays eggs, eats their heads, they're dead. Okay. I think, but now, I think the, it's the order. Here's here's a question that you know, we can just edit out of the podcast later if you think it's too much. Does she have <laughs> sex with them as a mantis or as a human woman? It as looked like she was having sex with them as a mantis in the scene later. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't really understand how that works, but, you know. I don't either. I don't think the show wants us to think too deeply about I'm it. I'm sure though. it does not. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Do you think that the show knew that, like, 30, 40 years later or whatever, there is going to be, like, three girls talking about this show on a radio show i'm sure they didn't even fathom it also the fact that melissa thought that was too bad for the podcast we've had conversations 10 times <laughs> that we left in. yeah this is uh not <laughs> reading rated pg baby <laughs> <laughs> i did i did uh listen to the intro to buffy pod where you're all like don't listen to this to children go away which is yeah out of here Adam and I had a very similar comment about the Percy Jackson pod where we're like, uh, maybe, maybe not for kids, despite this being a kid show. <laughs> <laughs> no kids allowed. Yeah. yeah. So we're mourning Mr. Gregory. Everybody liked him. Rip, yeah. Rip Giles even liked him too. Yeah. And Giles like is like, oh, I, I have no idea what's going on. Like basically Giles have been has been too busy uh trying to study up on daddy vamps to pay attention to anything else that's going on. Um and uh I so we also find out that there was like a homeless person in a park who was shredded, is what they said. Mm. But the thing is, is like didn't end up anything like Mr. Gregory, Dr. Gregory. But it was definitely Fork Guy, it seems like, was the one who was uh, involved in that. And so Xander is just like, what the heck? We're on Monster Island. And again from Buffy, I feel like this is the third time someone's had to remind everyone, we're on Hellmouth, you know? This is a center of mystical convergence. Well, so yeah, they're definitely like teaching us. Like they're reminding us that like this is what's going to happen. There's going to be all sorts Mm -hmm. of monsters because we're on the mouth of hell. I think I needed that reminder, actually. I'm stupid. Like, I needed it. I didn't. We've talked about Hellmouth, like, every single episode since it started. I mean, Jessica, come on. Sometimes you need a reminder. (laughs) Well, Xander certainly does. And Buffy also needs a reminder not to go creeping around the park at night alone. But she does it anyway. (laughs) Because she's hunting. She's hunting for a fork guy, a fork hand guy. And this is where I got a little confused, right? Because she uh, bumps into him. She gets attacked by him. Um, I wasn't aware because of how dark this scene was that he was a vampire. Um, Because he had, like, claws, I assumed he was some kind of weird, like, teen wolf wolverine crossover situation. (laughs) 
I mean, but he had like the ugly vampire face. So but I, I mean, was. But we don't know that any other monsters don't have a similar ugly face. Is he like a a crossover event? Like he's the product mm. of a vampire mom and a Wolverine dad. Could be. Yeah. Or he's he could everything. just be living alone in the sewers for very too long. Mm-hmm. You know? Did he chop off his own hands and become like a Captain Hook? Is that what's happening? Mm. It's like salad fingers. Yeah, maybe he just, maybe he's like, this will distinguish me from the other vampires. They'll call me, they'll call me blades. But in reality, they call me (laughs) forkins, you know? That is unfortunate. Like, wouldn't you rather have, like, such a badass name? Like, um, the silver slicers. But then then you're just like, like blade. I thought that was good. Yeah, Blade's really yeah. good as well. Yeah, but then you're just like, oh, that's like fork guy. That yeah. sucks. It sucks. It really. Yeah, does. yeah he it's didn't make an every D and D NPC right where you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, hard thrust the and they're like, hey, you know, Kirky, whatever. This is what we're gonna <laughs> yeah, everyone makes up a stupid name for your cool thing. That's always yeah. the way it is. Uh, but so uh, Buffy is chasing this is blades uh, or you know fork fingers whatever and until he like you know creepy Miss French is just ambling through the park with some groceries late at night he sees her and he hits his so now I think he's like a like a cat man <laughs> yeah but then he just the my favorite was when he just opens the manhole pops in <laughs> He's yeah, just teenage mutant ninja turtling it. Oh yeah. my god! So he's everything and anything. He's an everything man. He's a jack of all trades. Yeah, Captain Jack Sparrow. Captain- he's a pirate now too. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's anything and everything. Um, but so this obviously sets Buffy's like alarm bells off, where it's like, wow, like she scared him. That is weird. Yes, uh, and this is one of my favorite lines that Giles gives in the entire episode where he says about Miss French, yes, yes, she's lovely in a common, extremely well-proportioned way. I love it. I love yeah. it so much. You know, you know, like I would have like very much like ragged on him for objectifying a woman. However, Jessica, how many times have you and I talked about like how hot Angel is. Every single episode of Felicity, we talk about Scott Foley's soft pillowy lips. So I'm disgusting as well. <laughs> I am gross. I am horrible. So, you know, I, I, I love that this this felt very like tongue in cheek, right? Where it's like, yeah, if you happen yes. to like that, like super well proportioned look. Yeah, he's, he, I didn't think he was, he wasn't like saying it like, oh, she's a hot piece of ass, you know, like. I don't know. Sure. The way he's saying it didn't bother me. Yeah, because um, he's British and he says it formally. Yeah, because he's Daddy Giles. And yeah, that's the he British says okay. equivalent to being like, yeah, she's a hot piece of ass. Yeah. But it's just polite. Yeah, he's so polite about it. And he like, he like at least has the, at least knows enough to be a little sh- ashamed of himself when he says it, you know? Yeah. Um, but I can was... we also talk about the headband that Buffy's wearing? Oh, yes, of course. The, the, this headband had a stranglehold, a literal stranglehold on people yeah. in the 90s where it is the spiky headband mm-hmm. that is like, uh, what are the ones that's like elastic and goes all the way around your head yeah. in a circle. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who designed this, but they probably should like be in jail because of how much hair loss people experience when you had to take these things off your head. 
I think that that just means you weren't taking them off properly, I right? A lot of hair. They were. Um, they came back recently. I saw some girls on TikTok trying to wear them. Everything in the nineties came back recently, and it's all. I know. Yeah. yeah, but that I just don't know that we needed this back. You know. Uh, no. I'm just saying. I, yeah, I know. Um. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, Buffy tries to warn Giles, like, oh, Miss French, like, scared him. Like, you know, why is he so afraid of her? Like, what the heck is going on with her? Uh, and so they they agree they're gonna keep an eye on her. Um, but unfortunately, Buffy doesn't get to go to biology class because the principal is like this seems like a very terrible way to handle counseling for a student who's gone through a traumatic experience. Yeah, where he says, Oh, you saw the dead body, right? Okay, well, now you you need to be be counseled right now. You need to see a crisis counselor right now. This felt you like the school like really. covering their butt against litigation or something more yeah. so oh, than yeah. anything else. Yeah. A thousand percent. That's what it was. I Yeah, you can't even like be mildly impressed that the school is advocating for therapy when you know it's just so that they don't have a lawsuit on their hands. Yeah. Um, yeah. But- Buffy's like really bothered because she wants to go keep an eye on Miss French and she uh, overhears Cordelia talking to the counselor and uh, Cordelia way to make it about you ma'am. I hate her. She talks about she's like well there's a silver lining of him dying and it's that I lost a few pounds. Mm -hmm. What ma'am like a person died. (laughs) A person actually died. Yeah, there's people dying out there. Kim oh, is uh, what I'm thinking about. Buffy escapes and goes to spy on a uh, biology class, and she sees that Miss French has given a pop quiz. And I think this is the first time in the series where I audibly like screeched when Miss French's head gets turned around like a freaking. Oh, like uh, she's possessed by the demon. It was horrible. I got so scared. Yeah, very yeah, exorcist around. Yes, it was so scary. I hated it. This is yeah. so apparently they do have the ability to rotate their heads 180 degrees. That's disgusting. Yeah, I. It was funny because I I first wrote down the note when she's like putting. Her hand on like Xander's shoulder and I was like ew this teacher gives me really bad vibes and then immediately I wrote oh the head turning 180 degrees sort of confirms it <laughs> yeah <laughs> I like I, um... out on her already I just I was don't like, know why she she seems like so aggressive in like all of this that it seems like she, how did she not get caught <laughs> right like, she full-on turned her head all the way around so Buffy could see me well I don't know and like because the other thing i wrote down is regardless of if she's a bug she's still a teacher hitting on her students like it's gross on so many levels yes yeah she's a predator on so many levels uh seriously yeah Yeah, this was disturbing i did not like the turning the head around it gave me the heebie-jeebies i I think i i think i audibly gasped when it happened because i just wasn't expecting it no no it was so creepy uh so and then of course i was just like wow this ant has a really flexible head (laughs) (laughs) oh Um, my gosh yeah so Buffy tells everybody that uh her her team that she's definitely a bug or something she's something and we have to get ready for her i'm going to research about bugs 
Yeah. And we find out that Blaine, who we know went to her house yesterday, did not show up for school today. That is suspicious. Yeah. So they Mm -hmm. are like, okay, making a note of that. Got to keep an eye on her. We're going to go research some bugs. We see Miss French uh, making, she says, oh, I'm just grabbing a snack. And she makes a sandwich and like straight up just puts bugs on. (laughs) Yeah, crickets. So like Adam was like, why did she butter the bread before her sandwich? Oh, I thought it was mayo. I think it was butter. So then, you know, I said, I said, well, her last name is French. The French love butter. It looks like a mayo jar. I've never seen butter in that kind of jar before. No, on the sandwich, on the sandwich. You think it was mayo? I don't know. Who cares? Well, it's usually what you would put on a sandwich. It was gross. It was gross. That's the, that's the story. But this is where we get Melissa, her inviting Xander. Oh, and this is like, I mean, again, if I'm Xander, alarm bells are ringing in my head. But again, he's a teenage boy. The, the, you know, the power dynamic is not great uh, where she says, oh, oh, silly me. I forgot my paper mache at home. Do you think you can come over after school and help me with the project? You're so smart, Xander. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those where, like, I get so hung up on the, like, forgetting that she's even a monster because she's being a monster. Like, Yeah, yeah. monster in many ways. Yeah. It's like, yes, also, she's going to kill you and eat your head. But, like, also, she's trying to have martinis with a high schooler. And it just seems <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's just awful in every regard. Yeah. yeah so Xander does a little celebratory woohoo in the hallway. Um, and this is when Buffy. So th- this is when we get the confirmation, Sarah. No, Miss French is not an aunt. She is indeed a praying mantis because they can turn their head 180 degrees. Wow. I love how educational this show is. <laughs> I know 110% more about um, bugs after this yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, and they talk about like, how is it that, um, like, how is it that she, how is she masking this, right? Like, is she a shapeshifter? Does she have some sort of perception disorder? Uh, I thought that was really fun. But Giles is like, oh, but I had an old chum at Oxford. Let me give him a little jingle. See if he has some books. Did we ever learn uh, the answer to that question of how she was able to change her form? I don't think so. I don't think so. I thought she just was able, like a shapeshifter of some sort. I don't know. Mm. Okay. She's a multifaceted queen. Yeah. Because it, yeah, it sort of reminded me again to the Doctor Who of it all. Like the... Um, I think it's the Slovenes have like, or no, they have like the zipper thing, but there's another monster that I'm blanking on that had like a perception filter thing that I remember that. Um, oh, it was like the, the vampires in Venice episode. If you've watched that one, Jess, and I feel like they had their like perception filter as well. Um, where it was like, they yeah. were being seen differently. Oh, um, and they were actually like kind of fishy people, right? Well, to both of you, remember Akatar? They had those glamours up. Yeah, it could be something like mm. that. Yep. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I don't know that we get confirmation of what it is, but like, because at, at one point we see the old lady and I thought that was just her transforming into an old lady to like hide her disguise. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. Yeah. Same. 
So I don't, we don't really know, but it does seem like, like she does stay as praying mantis later on when she's like fighting Buffy. She doesn't turn back into a woman. So I don't, maybe once the glamour is broken, like you can't go back to seeing her as a human. I don't know. Um, but Buffy tries to warn Xander about this. Uh, and he's just so gross about it. Right. Like again, Yes, he is a victim, but he's also awful. Where Buffy asks, oh, how did it go with Miss French? And he goes, ugh, it's a bit demanding being her absolute favorite guy in the universe, but I'll muddle through. He's trying to make her jealous, right? Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, well, he he accuses Buffy of being jealous, and he's just like, listen, there's just a chemical thing going on between Miss French and I. And it's like, okay, yeah, pheromones. That's actually a thing that's happening. Yes, probably. So I guess like maybe we could excuse like 10% of his behavior and blame it on the pheromones. Um, But the fact that he has the audacity to bring Angel into this conversation, uh, he's I realize it's no mystery guy handing out leather jackets. And what kind of girly name is Angel anyway? Maybe Xander just needs to buy like 30 leather jackets and his success rate in getting a girl would be higher. Just start giving them away. I don't know. I, I mean, don't think that would help. At this point in the show, I think we're supposed to believe that like Willow has a thing for Xander, right? And Xander yeah. can't give her the time of day. So it's yeah. like, you know, it's it, he's like especially annoying in all of that because he's like so wrapped up. And meanwhile, Willow's like, yeah, he's a really great guy and we used to date, but we don't anymore. And like, yeah, we were blah, five. Blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will say when when in the beginning of the episode when he pretends that like Buffy and Willow are like his his side chicks or whatever, she does go she's like, "Oh yeah, let's go along with it." And she like hugs into yeah. Xander. And then she, later when they yeah. can't find him, she's like freaking out and I'm like, "Oh, okay, I guess Willow has a crush on Xander then." I agree. I definitely felt those uh crush vibes in this episode I thought that was pretty interesting and it must be frustrating for Willow to maybe have a crush on Xander and he's like all googly eyes towards Buffy and random Mm -hmm. cheerleaders and it's just like you know you're too busy looking at the sun when the stars are right there or something that's the expression (laughs) maybe not maybe not because the sun's not there the stars at the same time the moon is it the moon moon when you were just destroyed there's stars right there something like that nailed it sure yeah okay hold on this is like a real thing i mean you're gonna google it now no 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 no. you know you guys know what i mean you guys know what i mean yeah. Uh, well, Miss French is setting up. I mean, a classic thing when you have a high schooler over is to have martinis. Like, classic. Of all of the drinks, like, listen, martinis are like, they don't taste good. Like, this is not something. I mean, I guess she's going to drug it anyway and it's not going to matter. But, like, why would you serve a high schooler a martini? Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, like, to drug him. Uh, yeah. But I guess, like, it being a martini. I- my guess, first of all, I feel like martinis were also just like a bigger thing in the nineties than they yes, very are now. sex in the city, cosmopolitan, yeah, yeah coded. But I also think it maybe it's just one of those things where it's like this is so obviously like an adult beverage, right? This is not a rum and coke that like you know you've had coke and there just happens to be a Malibu, right? like, and- yeah. It's like oh, this is so obviously like something adults drink and Sanders trying so hard to like impress this adult woman with his drinking of this beverage so that was like the vibe I was getting from this martini but all I could think of was like what you know 30 something year old woman I'm assuming 
you know, whatever, wants to sit and drink martinis with a high schooler. Like there's just, it just seems like a terrible idea. (sighs) Melissa, that is the question of the decade really, because (laughs) we see it over and over and over again in these tropes. And, um, It's just so infuriating because like as a 30 something year old woman, like I don't look at 18 year olds or 17 year olds and be like, that's the one I want. Um, No, you look at them and think, think oh gosh, they're going to pick on me. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I only look at 26 year olds and say, hey, that's the one that I want. (laughs) I do think like part of it though is not excusing her predatory behavior at all, but I think what we're supposed to see in it is that because she's a praying mantis and preys on virgins specifically that like who she's going after the age group would probably skew younger. Like she loves the like mm-hmm. fresh meat, just like daddy vamps loves a virgin too. Apparently virgins oh, yeah. just taste better. You general. know what? Again, I have a great idea. If you're not getting any, don't stay in Sunnyvale. Sunnydale. <laughs> Just like leave, you know? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Only people that are fucking can stay here. Yeah. <laughs> I, but again, like if she's got this perception shapeshifter thing, theoretically, she could be any a teenager yeah she could have come as a teenager it didn't have to be this creepy yeah that's a good point if she is a a teenager girl at school like yeah 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 why be a weird predator why i guess Uh, she she just likes the power she is just a weird predator no matter what (laughs) um but xander chugs the martini oh my i did laugh when he like coughs on it because i was like yeah you moron that's not how you drink a martini (laughs) that's a terrible way to drink a martini uh and he so he nearly like chokes it down uh and so she asks have you ever been with a woman before and it's like stop it just stop like she's checking all of the like cheesy corny terrible 90s boxes to be honest yeah all of them it was so weird it was so Mm -hmm. weird yeah uh and uh but he he lies of course because you know of course he uh he lies uh and uh he like it was really interesting because he like immediately you think he's like drunk like he starts acting drunk like pretty much immediately and i was like this kid is a lightweight like that took two seconds to <laughs> yeah he starts like talking about buffy in front of her as well right yeah, yeah. oh gosh so do you think that it was um it was like laced with like something or do you think that yeah. he yeah yeah, yeah she definitely drugs sedative yeah. I-, I assumed it was like drugs immediately and then doubted myself and then went back to drugs like that was the- yeah <laughs> that was my thought oh my process God. over the course of this I was like maybe he's just really drunk really fast no it's definitely drugs yeah. Ugh, and her creepy little hand turns yeah. into a bug hand i love when she drags him away with her mantis arms Ooh. yeah <laughs> um <laughs> and at this point is where i said uh this makes total sense why she had to change into her bug form because ants can carry like a hundred times their weight or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, still, she's not an ant. She's not an ant. She's a praying mantis. But maybe they can do that too. Uh, so they got locked up in the cage and he wakes up and uh, he's sleeping on straw. But uh, he has a buddy in there. Yeah, Blaine is also locked up in the yeah. in, in a sh- cell next door. And simultaneously, we get Willow and Buffy debriefing us on exactly what she is. Uh, turns out that um, 
um, Dr. Gregory was missing his head and they were teeth marks and they, it's the way they feed head first and they bite off the head while they're having sex with the person. So this is not the sort of intimacy that I aspire to. It's a little bit uh, too far in the BDSM uh, spectrum. Like (laughs) a little too far off the side of that. Yeah. Even 50 shades of gray is quaking at this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Side note. I love how much like just casual computer hacking happened in nineties shows. Like Willow just like, cracking into like the coroner's report or whatever i was like gosh on not a, a school computer, computer yeah not <laughs> a single system has any form of security in the 90s if like every high schooler with access to a computer can hack into everything i'm pretty much obsessed with this at this point like this is my yeah. favorite uh like ongoing bit at how talented willow is at yes. uh, all computer arts and the fact that like she is just this computer trope that is so popular in uh the 90s like everyone's like a hacker uh yeah. it was it's just so entertaining and i i just love that she's like yeah like let me just go on the computer and hack into the coroner's office like how like how yeah i think willow yeah. walked so that mac could run just to yeah throw in a veronica moore's reference <laughs> i yeah i um i'm I would like Mac. I like how Mac is also on demand. Like she just is yeah. just like if you if Ver- if Veronica calls Mac, Mac's like, yeah, no problem. I'll be there. Like I'm always available. Like she has like nothing else to do at any sort of time. Willow's yeah. rev- reveling in being the the hacker. And at least, you know what? At least Willow's useful. What the fuck is Xander doing? Getting into trouble. <laughs> Getting locked up. Yeah. Um so it looks like uh, Blaine has been here for a few days ever since he went missing and he's sweating it and he kind of gives Xander the lowdown of what happens and what they can expect and they both know they're kind of fucked and we also see her in her true form her this is the first time we saw all of it and very dark they 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 don't like this is yeah. not a well-lit basement they're like no we can't we can't show you because it looks really bad <laughs> i don't think it yeah. looks really bad it's just so cheesy it's campy you know <sighs> it's nice. It just once again it just reminds me very much of um the, the references that i make are like um are you afraid of the dark or mm. power rangers or i don't know like uh, stuff like that like it is like you know that this is like a person in a suit there's nothing like that fancy about it but it's charming and she has like that filter on her voice where it like sounds like she's talking through i don't know skeleton yeah (laughs) talking through an exoskeleton (laughs) Uh, and she's like tending to her nest of eggs yeah, and uh, basically Blaine tells Xander exactly what's going to happen to them. Like He's like, she shoots eggs out of herself, which, got to be honest, wasn't expecting that to actually happen later in the episode, but it did, and it was gross. Um, and meanwhile, Giles is getting uh, information from his old colleague, and it turns out that, yes, this is a real thing that his colleague knew about, and they call her She-Mandis. Okay, we... So good. We were so close to praying Mantis. Oh, and yeah. Why did we not go there? How do we f- how do we feel about Kleptis Virgo or Virgin Thief? That I love. 
virgin thief. <laughs> yeah. She steals. Jess, have you ever been a virgin toys. thief? Uh, no, I've not. Really? I don't think so. Wow. Was I? Melissa? <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, like my yeah. first was also somebody else's first. Yeah, so that me was, too. Yeah. I so, don't think my first was somebody. Was it, it his first? Yeah. I don't remember now, Just, honestly. Jessica has zero. Like the, the best thing about Jess is that I can't get any details about her sex life <laughs> because she just doesn't remember it. <laughs> and then also her memory is getting worse and worse because I can reference something that she told me four years ago. And she's like, I don't think I really I did know. sleep with him. I'm like, yes, you did, bitch, because you told me. <laughs> I was like, I really or, or you were lying four years ago. I don't know what. <laughs> the other thing, though, that I've picked up about Jess is that Jess was much cooler in her, like, teens yeah. in her early 20s years. than I and was. And then she became so, a dork. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant that I am now. <laughs> no, you lost oh. trajectory. <laughs> no, and what like- I was. Yeah, you were like up, 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 and then it uh-huh. went like down, 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 where most of us were down here already, and then we got cooler as we got on. Oh, the- so I'm on the opposite trajectory. I'm yeah. just going to be way worse. I'm going to be the least cool person ever. Really I mean, you said it, not me. <laughs> but you- I just don't remember. Like, I could tell you, like, my first kiss and stuff like that, but in terms of, like, was my first time also his first time? I really don't remember. That's significant, though. Why is it? Why? Who cares? I don't know. I know I was a virgin. (laughs) That's that's all I I need to know. We were seventeen. I guess it doesn't matter now. No, I mean he was older, so like I guess I assumed he had been with someone else. But I'm sure we had the conversation at the time. But now I don't remember. Yeah. All right. Well, so you're not a virgin stealer. No, I'm not a virgin thief or whatever. No. Now, uh, do you? I'm not a Virgos. Do I? St- oh, I love Virgos, so I wouldn't mind having a couple in my arsenal. Okay. <laughs> Virgos very are good. helpful to have around. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 very helpful. They keep the train moving, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's true. We love a nerd sign. We do. Um, but uh, but I love I I also love Giles like trying to go on this like whole rant about like oh there were the Greek sirens and all this other stuff and Buffy's like we don't have time Giles <laughs> yeah <laughs> snappy but I did think this like was cool I, I this is like a big thing that I love in Doctor Who I've talked about it for Jackson like I love when shows bring in like stuff we know from real life and then turn like and fit it to the mythology of the show yeah um and this sort of felt similar where it was like hey you know all these other myths and legends about like you know yeah sirens and succubi and like all of these kind of common tropes like this is just another version of that for this world like so i actually thought that this was a cool moment and i was actually kind of like no buffy i want to hear more (laughs) let let giles tell us about this i think this is cool when it when it's appropriate, we can get the Giles Lord dump, but now it, now it's not the time. Um, Xander and Bryce, Blaine, Blaine, Blaine. whatever. Uh, <laughs> they they um are trying to escape, and Xander like removes a pole, so now like they had two separate cages, but now it's like one cage so that they can be together yeah his great idea was just like oh i'm gonna stab her with this which i guess but like take one of the outside bars if you can if you can now now they're in the same cage and this begs the question 
if she only gets with virgins, what <laughs> if <laughs> they should just have sex with each other? Yes. Genius, that, Sarah. This is genius. I mean, they never do it because misogyny and teen boys and, yeah. know, and you know, sexuality and all that, but like genius idea. Yeah, because this could solve so many problems. They lose right their now. virginity, number one. Boom. Yes. Done. They want to do that anyway. Yeah. Two, Correct. They don't die a horrible, horrible death. Correct. Yeah. Check. Yeah. And they're no longer uh, like they're 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 no longer appetizing to Miss French, which means she'll go find another virgin and they can hopefully escape. Exactly. Like yeah. it's a and, definite you know, like maybe uh some some horizons are broadened. Who knows? Exactly. And they're both yeah. douchebags, so why don't two douchebags just sleep together? It's definitely the Uno reverse card that we deserve but we didn't get. Yeah. If this show was in the in like made nowadays, maybe we would have gotten that. Probably not. But Probably yeah. not. So now they're just, <laughs> instead of getting with each other, they're just cowering uh, in fear with each other, which is yeah. nearly as intimate because uh, they're like holding each other in terror. Uh, and uh, she, she, she now does like eeny, meeny, miny, mo. This see- why this was so cheesy and ridiculous with her food. Yeah. Oh my God. Have either of you eeny, meeny, miny, mo to choose a date? not a date i'm not that cool (laughs) i used to be like a big eeny meeny miny mower to like settle the score for stuff because i was just in like decision um uh, paralysis paralysis except isn't it just always the second one isn't that the problem with eeny meeny miny mo is it's even so it's just always whichever one you if you start if you're doing an even number of things yeah you're always gonna end up on the same one yeah most people don't think about that though. Melissa. No, I, I just know. got the first one. What? Eeny, me. I think it just depends <laughs> if you're like eeny meeny. It depends on how many things or you're if doing. You're like, too. Eeny meeny. Right, but right. that's what I'm saying. Right, it's the opposite of whatever one you start with is what you're going to end on because it's wow. even. It's well, it's four I don't four know. time for the musicians yeah. out there, right? Like, is is the better thing to do is actually just do like get the flower like. You're like, can I tell you what I think the first thing that she should do is I feel like anybody who's worked in the food service industry knows first uh, in, first out, first in, first out. Like, I'm sorry, but Blaine is going to spoil first. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I had the same thought. I was like, wait, you take the first one you got, right? It's not as fresh. All right. All right. I think that's that's definitely the answer. Um, So Buffy finds the has an address. Uh, I guess like Willow did more hacking on to find like the substitute teacher. Uh, yeah, her and, records. Yeah. yeah, and then they find Miss French, but it's actually Miss French is like this old ass lady, and she's retired. And basically, um, the praying mantis took the identity of some other substitute teacher. Yeah, and so they're like, oh, no, this means we'll, we don't know her address. We'll never find Xander in time. And Buffy comes up with an absolute insane plan where yeah. she's like, wait a minute. I know a good idea. Let's go find Fork Guy. And he has some kind of weird sensors that will help him find her. And I don't I don't know that this was even proven by their last encounter. Like no. for all we saw, he just hissed. We don't know that he actually can locate her for some weird like reason. Yeah. Uh, this whole fork guy storyline made zero sense to me. This whole episode, like angel shows up, talks cryptically, 
this rando guy keeps appearing in the dark and then at the end he somehow helps them find xander and we don't know why he has the blades no idea no idea but this so is strange. this is gonna be the solution i guess well um, it worked they, or no did they explain it at like the end again i paid so little attention to the storyline even though i was watching this episode for the podcast and was trying to pay attention but i don't they, they explain do. at one point that it was like a sacrifice for his he gave up his hands to like sacrifice for his master oh didn't daddy vamps cut it off or something yeah yeah Maybe there's like that, it is explained in the episode and i did not process but it's it so like after care. the fact because it yeah. doesn't matter yeah. So wait, what do you see? He's like, wait a minute. Before you go save your friend, I want to tell you my trauma, my plights of how I lost my hands. And then I can <laughs> let you go. But first, a little bit about me. <laughs> wow. Well, maybe yeah. if Angel hadn't been quite so cryptic, we could have just like. Seriously, you know. give her some information, Angel. It's not funny anymore. People's lives are at stake. People are dying. Uh, Xander try. He does his best. He's like, oh, I'll sacrifice myself, She-Mantis. He scoots his little booty out of the cell. Takes Scoot, like scoot. a vague swipe at her with this pipe. Like it's Clue or something. You know, lead pipe to the head. Uh, tries to get away. She just reaches out that long-ass praying mantis arm and yoinks him back down the stairs. <laughs> he just and it was i'm sorry it was kind of funny i was so tired of sander at this point i'm like take him please eat him get rid of him i mean is Can you it imagine if lost? he was like a four episode character at the very beginning i would love that move i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i mean gosh like where where did i hear this oh i think i read somewhere that you know that other guy that died jesse yes Oh, that he was going to be in the opening credits. They wanted him in the opening credits to make it like a bigger splash when he died. Oh. Why can't I tell the cool story? Because I told you this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was the one who told you that on like the first podcast or the oh, second okay. one. okay. All right. <laughs> okay. So uh, I, take it, I take it back. <laughs> so yeah. So Buffy is like, oh, no worries. I'll just pop into the sewer. And like. Let's be real. Buffy full-on kidnaps a person. And granted, it's a vampire. And we hate him. But she full-on kidnaps him. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if he's a kid. He, if he got kidnapped, he just got borrowed. Oh, wait. Borrowed. That's really bad. Never mind. Just got borrowed. Never mind. That's it was not- like in the process of, you know, getting rid of the one extra vampire. Eh, I think it's fine. It's her whole job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just did it in a really roundabout way this time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so funny. Xander almost got a, a makeout sesh. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. This is like she's doing the eeny meeny miny mo, right? She takes him, and this is like so nasty. Blaine, I don't know why Blaine has to commentate from the corner because he's just like, oh, here it comes. How do you like your eggs, bro? Over easy or sunny side up. And I'm like, you're next. Like, what are you, what are you doing? He's just celebrating because he's not now. It's not him now. Yeah. And it was yeah. really gross watching the She-Mantis attempt to like make out with a human, you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know how that works. Not well. No. Well, the uh wolverine fork fingers really helped because he <laughs> spotted uh where they were at and um so now like everybody is here and like the thing that i had issue with now is the fact that like they were like spraying like <laughs> bug spray at these people 
<laughs> like it was going to do anything. Like this was such a bad idea. It didn't even like affect her in any sort of way. And they just kept like spraying it. It's like, guys, this is a giant bug. It's not going to work. I full on cackled when she started spraying bug spray at the praying mantis. I was like, this is how they're going to defeat her. I know. And even after, like, it was clearly not working. I just love, and by love, I mean hate, that Xander, Mm -hmm. like, then followed up also with the bug spray. It's like, did you not just see that it was not doing anything to her? Yeah. I mean, so she also has a machete. And she's like, I'm going to chop your head (laughs) off. And my idea, so the idea was Giles recorded bat sonar noises for mm-hmm. Buffy to slice and dice the praying mantis, and then all the bats will come and eat the praying mantis. That was the plan, which is, I guess, smart. But the issue is that the the tape was, like, flipped the wrong way, and there was, like, a little bit of issue with the tape, with the idea, and eventually the bat sonar um, noises came, and Buffy was doing her machete, and, like, hooray, hooray. She was defeated. Hooray. Yes, but Melissa, tell me you didn't die at just how many swings we saw Buffy take at this she mantis. I mean, so, sorry. It was the, this whole thing was just a bit ridiculous. And the, was the plan with the bat sonar to attract bats or was it just to scare the praying mantis? Oh, I think it's like a noise. I thought it was a noise that she didn't like, but let me... oh, I thought that it was to attract bats. Oh, can bats you... eat them. It says yes. I told see if you that. can get her address. If you need to record bat sonar and fast, bats eat them. The mantis hears sonar and its entire nervous system goes kaplooey. Oh. <laughs> yeah, which is like you know an extra scientific ending there of like you know, I yes, the nervous system going kaplooey being a thing I studied <laughs> in grad school. Uh, yeah, is that? Is that like a scientific term that you had to memorize for all your uh, tests? Yeah, 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 yeah. I wish I could go back on my so like funny. neuroanatomy exam and just be like, you know, kaplooey, the way nervous kaplooey. systems go. <laughs> kaplooey. Uh, so okay, so there was no plan for the bats to come. It was I just think it was just the, the sonar noise. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, I would have been happier if I saw bats. I mean, bats I mean, are, you think bugs are cool. Bats are really cool. I love bats, and I think that there's yeah. a lot of really cute bats. There are, especially the little ones. When the yes. meme of like "I am yes. the darkness" and it's like "I am also <laughs> but I am the darkness" or whatever. Like. But bats are not cute when they hiss at you because I've had a bat hiss at me, and like it is kind of scary. Why? Why? Where? Well, so How? at my parents' house. Okay, so a thing to know about bats is if they get into your house, it is like impossible, even if you catch and release oh. it, to keep it away because it will like even if you bring it. This this happened with my parents' house where there was a bat that kept getting in because they had I think there was like a hole in their screen, mm. so it would come in and then my dad drove it like miles and miles away released it and it found its way back like that's how that's how annoying it is when you have a bat that's like mice they will find their way back and so at one point they trapped it like they had closed the the window so it was kind of caught between the two layers of of glass if you will and it hisses up it hissed at us like it hissed they hiss 
I love it. It's like, they're like, fuck you. I'm just trying to be here. It's like, dude, this is my house. I'm just trying yeah. to live my life. I know, but we yeah. built our houses in their home, in That's their territory. True. It's hard. It's home. like, you don't want to hurt the bat, but also like, I don't want it in my house. So like, you need to find another place to live. <laughs> why not? Like, why can't you have a bat as roommate? Because they have rabies, Sarah. You, oh. I was going to say, you should definitely yeah. get a rabies shot if there's a bat in your home, because oh, if they no. bite you, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so everyone is now released. Everyone is fine. Blaine and, uh, and Xander are certainly scarred for life after that but experience. Still but they're still virgins. Yeah, <laughs> so well, we really all know the answer to that one. Which I love Willow <laughs> pointing out, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and then Xander's like, you know what? I'm a badass. I'm gonna take this machete to all these eggs. Yeah. Well, way to it's save like, the day, right. Xander. Yeah, Stop except standard. not because you don't finish the job because you suck. Yeah, they didn't think it's weird that they don't even think to go and check out like Dr. Gregory's room or that no one again, does no one ever look in the closet? No. Okay. We're just gonna have some egg sacks hanging from the ceiling. No one's gonna notice. All right. This was so um gosh, this reminded me so much of Are You the Afraid of the Dark? Like I remember being so scared of like the ending episode stingers where there's like always something creepy that happens like i don't know and, and this is the second episode in the row because the last episode was when the mom like was in the trophy and did the blinking yes, uh, yes. and like this one is like uh the eggs are still there and it starts to hatch like it's so oh gosh it's just super creepy and it like it's just reminds me of something like when i was a kid that sort of stuff like really spooked me so bad i was so afraid i'm yeah. so afraid. i'm assuming that we don't actually have any follow-up around this that this is just a like oh it's all wrapped up or is it but like next yeah. episode we're moving yeah. on to like a different monster that's my assumption now that this is the second time they've done it i really don't think so unless they decide that the finale is going to be like all the monsters of oh, this season God. or something. Can you imagine? It's it like be. monster all-stars and they just it have might. to battle all the all-stars because like yeah, get your machetes. Yeah, Daddy Vampire is like, I will have my whole clan of monsters. Yeah, where yeah. are all the virgins? <laughs> um, yeah. But then one other thing happens, of course. Uh Buffy's hanging out at the bronze, wearing the leather jacket, just gotta say. Uh when Angel walks in and uh Buffy is like definitely flirting with him, right? She's like, it'd be oh, helpful yeah. if I like had your number, like knew you were where you were gonna be, or like who you are. And Angel is the most annoying guy ever because he doesn't say anything, he just smirks. He tells her the jacket looks better on her, gives her one last longing look, and then walks away. Did he literally just come to the bronze for two minutes to have this interaction with Buffy? Like, I'm I'm into it. Like, give me nothing, King. Stop it. Stop it. You would not be into this, Sarah. Yeah, you would hate this. You'd be like, is he even thinking about me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Does here's he really thing. think I'm cute? If a guy shows up for no reason, exchanges six words and then leaves, then yeah, mm -hmm. he was probably into you. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. Or he mm -hmm. finds you so repulsive that he couldn't stick around even to just like <laughs> oh no it's like oh no Buffy's here I gotta go or this is literally just his job to check in with her that would be so depressing 
mean, uh, it's certainly possible. This is like she's so. his assignment. Uh, he has no interest. Yeah. He's just doing his job. But he did say she looked good in the jacket. So there's definitely, and he's smirking at her. You I know? love compliments. Yeah. um okay i mean overall definitely a cheesy campy episode but it was still very very fun so i'm still (laughs) enjoying buffy i just understand why people are like get through season one and season two and on or better like obviously the technology only improves it's just this is like a very campy like and i can think of like three other shows that have done a storyline very very similar to this you know it's a very 90s storyline totally yeah um all right are we ready to get into some feedback uh we got an email from sophie uh who said (laughs) i don't i'm trying to remember if i think this was i don't know if this is feedback on this episode but she said I'm so pleased how much you're enjoying the show. Next week's episode is really something. LOL. I have to assume that. No, it's this. Yeah, this is really. That is what I would consider. Really something. It was something. Yeah. Uh, She said a couple of thoughts. I know you're taking the piss, but you have to remember the show started in 97. So what Willow is doing in terms of hacking could be considered very advanced for the time. It's true. She hacked into a coroner's office. Yeah. So. Are we sure it's just not something that anybody can get from Google? Not the not the coroner's report, definitely not. But the city maps, probably. Okay. Also, who's right. using Google in '97? I feel like it's, it's Ask still, like, Jeeves, Sarah. I was gonna say it was like Ask Jeeves. <laughs> Bing.com was that yeah. something? No, that was that was that was way Yahoo. Later. Yeah, Yahoo. Yahoo, Yahoo had its day. AOL.com. Um, okay, so she's a talent. She is smart. Mm-hmm. She can hack. Yeah. yeah. Sophie says the show's use of technology and how they hack is definitely laughable. Willow is still impressive. Which I true. I, yeah, I yeah. do. And her hair is so pretty and straight and red. Factual. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. All facts. Um, uh xander i get that he's taking some time to warm up to you he's probably one of the show's more dated characters and suffers more from a 2024 lens uh without spoiling and trying to be encouraging i think he has big ron weasley energy interesting i did like ron weasley back in my day yeah i know Uh, i'm a big ron weasley yeah, I'd like advocate. Yeah, I, I, so, yeah. I am like, too. Okay, so okay. let's. Okay, so we all um, we'll liked we'll Harry see. Potter back in the day. So like, what do we what what are we seeing here? Like the like goofy sidekick, the one that cracks mm-hmm. the jokes, um, the one that like it's like is, hopelessly in love with someone, but like sure admit it. But he's he's doing it in a worse way. Yeah, That's like he's not not going to be the one that gets like the most attention, and like maybe this is going to be like frustrating to him um because like people around him are like better at stuff than he is uh but then he'll join like the sports club and kind of suck and then they'll call oh my like, god are we gonna xander get it like xander joins the football team like I'm sure ugh. xander's our king xander's our king <laughs> uh and then he's gonna like uh ditch everybody in during like the final uh season mm-hmm. and then he'll come back right at the right moment because Giles knew all the time that that Ron, I mean, that Xander is going to leave. And that's why Giles gave him that little, like, light picket pocker thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you pretty much just spoiled the whole show and for yeah. us there. Jeez, there Louise. We, <laughs> uh, we also got an email from Justin. 
he said, uh, before I get into who my favorite character is, I just want to say that I hate how people always say the first season sucks. I mean, sure, there's some episodes aren't the best, but they have to build the world. They have to not only introduce us to the characters, but make us care. By that metric, any season one of a show sucks. Now, which I, I would agree. I like season one. I think people are just trying to like tamper expectations of like stick it out through season one because it's only going to get better in season two. But we've been enjoying season one. So yeah. it's, you know, it's all great. Uh, yeah, I can understand like in comparison. For me, it's probably very similar to like Parks and Rec. Like I enjoy season yes, one Parks yes. and Rec. I just know that like later seasons of Parks and Rec are better. So exactly. yeah, I'm assuming it's sort of that vibe. Yeah. Uh, apparently Justin's favorite character in his first watch was Willow, but in subsequent, subsequent rewatches, she got usurped by a character who shows up in season three. Mm, so Spike. that's interesting. Oh, is that Spike? I don't know. No, I have no clue. Uh, I don't even know if, what, if Spike is a man or a woman or I have no, I truly don't know a Spike. <laughs> Um, uh, and finally my sexy daddy Giles comment. I don't mean this early. There's some moments later on when he gets sexier. It also doesn't hurt that Anthony Head is a singer and he has an amazingly super awesome, sexy singing voice. Oh, interesting. I didn't know he sang. What's his name? Anthony. Oh, no, I can't Google. You're not allowed to Google. Maybe I can go to uh, yahoo.com instead and yahoo. Yahoo Yahoo.com. Well, um, let's just say the one thing that I am spoiled on in later seasons is that we will see people sing. So, you know, we'll get Oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot a musical episode, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, okay. And then we also got an email from Sarah. Um, uh, she says that apparently Witch brings up a lot of people and themes that are going to be important in the show in the future. Mm. So keep an eye on that. Mm, love um, it. And uh, the current episode, Teacher's Pet, introduces a few smaller themes like Xander's luck with women, not. (laughs) So he's unlucky in love. What a surprise. Maybe if he just acted like a nice guy instead of being a douche, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Then he'll get luckier with women. What a thought. Um. Sarah also said that the lyrics of the live music at the bronze at the start of the show are related to the story of the episode. Mm. That is so interesting. So the, apparently the lyrics are the first date's the worst date. It's hard to know just what to do. I take you to dinner. You don't eat. You just play with your food. Oh, okay. So we're going to have to keep an eye on that. If there's often live music at the bronze, we'll have to pay attention and maybe get a little bit of a hint. It'll be cryptic. Just like angel. Yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, Sarah says early angel is so hot and the cryptic guy thing is so compelling. Uh, I love him here with his tank top, uh, his fork guy wound, giving Buffy his leather jacket. Uh, he's got the mysterious sexy thing down perfectly. I love it. I, I really do. I'm a simp. I fully admit it. And Mm. I will follow him on this journey. Like, be mysterious. Tell me absolutely nothing. But give me presents. And (laughs) because when I was a child, that was the only way people showed me love. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Anyway, what Uh, else? uh, Well, they also mentioned the the story of how David Boreanaz got cast as um, Angel, which I think we've, I don't know if we've mentioned it, but I've definitely heard this already where he was out walking his dog and he was just like noticed and like plucked from obscurity. Wait, hold on, Jessica, how often do you walk your dog? (laughs) (laughs) We've heard this before. We've heard this before. 
Um, and, uh, and apparently also Sarah says, I think you should start to appreciate Giles more in this episode. We definitely did. Definitely, definitely did. Cause his, his quotes had me dying. He had another one later on when he was talking about Miss French that I died at. Uh, he and Buffy are starting to work out how their relationship will go. You will come to love Giles. Uh, oh my gosh. Apparently the actor who played, uh, the, the real Natalie French, the older woman, that's Ron Howard's mom. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little fun little anecdote. So thank you everyone for sending in feedback. Um, if you want to send in feedback, shit90spod at gmail.com, shit90spod.com. You can send us in a voicemail if you want. Uh, we love getting it. We're we're like ecstatic to get all this feedback about Buffy. It's really fun, especially because we know nothing and like everyone else knows everything. Side note, did y'all discuss the Dolly Parton news already? What Dolly Parton news? So it came out, I think, recently, but maybe this is old news to Buffy heads. Uh, Dolly Parton was a producer on the original Buffy and is involved in the potential revamp. Wow. No kidding. I did not know that. Yeah. It's like, I I think it only got confirmed, like, within the last few days. Um, But yeah, like, Sarah Michelle Gellar confirmed uh, Dolly Parton's involvement on a recent Tonight Show episode uh, with Jimmy Fallon in February 2023. So like, okay, so a year ago. uh, Saying, yes, little known fact, the legend Dolly Parton was a producer. Um, And she's, it's Dolly Parton who's saying uh, that they are in talks to like do a a revamping of Buffy. I gotta tell you, Dolly is always in the mix. And I said, she is, I said, if Moderna is good enough for Dolly, it's good enough for me. And that's why yeah. I chose Moderna over Pfizer. There you go. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Yeah. It, like Dolly Parton's <laughs> always doing things. I, I love how she just like has all of these projects that you don't hear about until like way after the fact. We're like, oh, this is like a cool thing that you're involved in that is like just good for the world. And or is like just like a cool, you know. 90s feminist icon show like but mm-hmm. anyway yeah dolly parton is just like Love dolly parton she cool. is a feminist icon she's great yeah that's incredible um do you want to hear what the next episode title is yes never kill a boy on the first date uh-oh mm. who got the first date i mean I that mean, we heard about the first date and the song on this one so i don't yeah. know if that means and it's... then you play with your food well, yeah. that was the premium. I think we joked right? about Xander being a four episode character, but maybe he's just a five episode character. <laughs> <laughs> we can all hope, but I don't yeah. think that's the case. Um, well, thank you so much, Melissa, for joining us on this episode. This was so much fun. This was certainly like the wackiest episode of the season so far. I don't know if it will get wackier in looking at some of the titles of the upcoming episodes um possibly (laughs) we'll just have to wait and see um but melissa where can people find you to see what else you have going on sure yeah uh, i'm on social media on twitter melissa w28 or melissa woodward 28 on other social media i'm talking over on post show recaps talking percy jackson uh which the finale aired today so we're just kind of wrapping that up and then we've got our last book club podcast which has been super fun uh talking doctor who as well so yeah i'm around places occasionally i play DD over on twitch.tv slash dm philly is where i'm at on the internet sarah what about you where can people find you uh, you can find us at Shania's Pod. You can find me at Sarah Ferguson. Um, it's almost February, and we are doing our uh, rom com Feb 
Frisky Feb, right? Are we are we oh, rebranding or are we still calling sure. it rom-com Feb? I, I don't I don't care. Oh, um, you're supposed to be passionate about it. It's the month of passion. I, Jessica, <laughs> you know me. I'm apathetic. I yeah. don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I, uh never been kissed and uh da, 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 wedding, singer. wedding singer. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's a Drew um, Barrymore uh, special month. Yeah, you. Yeah, so I'm uh, very excited to cover those shows, and then we still are covering Felicity, and we are still. Uh, we'll be back with Buffy next week. Yeah, Buffy Thursdays, Felicity Mondays. Keep an eye out for it in the feeds. You can hear me also over on Pusher Recaps, doing full spoiler recaps weekly with Grace Leader, and also True Detective season four. Which check that show out. It's really good this season. I promise. It's a little spooky in a good way. Uh, so check that show out because I think it's honestly one of the better shows on TV right now. Not that there's like a ton on, but uh, but yeah, that's where you can find me and you can find us at Show Nineties Pod every week putting out Buffy and Felicity podcasts. Thank you all for listening. We will be back next week with Never Kill a Boy on the First Date. <laughs> Have a good one, everybody. Just ask. Shit, ninety shows taught me.